What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamo K. Davis here with you. And we had a wild, wild weekend in the NFL, at least in my mind. While I enjoyed doing the Steelers-Detroit Lions game on the ColorCast app with Dexter Henry, that was not a good game, at least for the Steelers. Lions fans may be happy. They can start a Monday with saying that they did not lose another football game. We'll get into that. We'll also get a little bit more into the National Basketball Association. There are some teams that are no doubt, man, they look legit. They look legit. Soccer in the Premier League. Been paying attention to what's going on. My Chelsea Blues seem to be running away with the title. Young Tuchel doing his thing for Chelsea. I'll talk a little bit about that too. But first, we will start with the National Football League. And I gotta say, I have my worst worst weekend ever picking games. But as I thought about it, I mean, I feel like everybody did. No one could have possibly saw some of the endings in these football games coming. And I'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Detroit Lions. Lions coming into this game 0-8. Steelers 5-3 with a chance to catch up to the Baltimore Ravens and be in first place in the AFC North. And they blew it. Now, in all fairness, you got to admit, hey, didn't have Ben Roethlisberger as your starting quarterback. No Chase Claypool. Mason Rudolph wasn't bad. The Steelers had chances to win in fumbles in overtime. Fumbles in overtime by Deontay Johnson and young Pat Fryermuth really hurt the Steelers' chances of winning that game. And I think I'm going to predict it's going to come back to bite them. It will come back to bite them in the end. And that's not a good thing. I just Ties are awful. They need to get rid of them in the NBA, in the NFL, excuse me. They need to get rid of them. And the rest screwed up. I thought that was a safety. I thought that the Steelers defense had... Tackled Jared Goff in the end zone. I think it's ridiculous that the rule is like, oh, no, four progress had him at the one. No, it didn't. You got to tackle the guy where you tackle him. You got to throw him down. This four progress thing is getting out of control. I feel like the referees blew the whistle a little too early. A little too early. Sticking in the NFL, or rather sticking in the AFC, Ravens 
losing to the Dolphins doesn't hurt as much. Because everybody else lost. This was the opportunity for Cleveland, for the Steelers, to stay in the hunt. Bengals had a bye week. And they blew it. They blew it big time. Big, big time. The Browns got destroyed by the Patriots. The Patriots are for real. They beat the Browns 45-7. to The Browns were feeling themselves. They were like, we don't need OBJ. We're good without him. Nah, you're not. Your defense isn't good. Your offense isn't good. Baker Mayfield may look good doing those progressive commercials. But, uh, yeah. Outside of that, he just doesn't look good. He just does not look good. Maybe Baker Mayfield needs a little uh, Dr. Rick to swap progressive commercials. I think he does progressive. Look at him giving pub to progressive. The Bills bounce back with a big win, 45-17 to over the Jets. That's what the Steelers should have done to the Detroit Lions is crush them. That's what I predicted they would do, that they would crush them. Even with Mason Rudolph. He threw the ball 50 times. 50. In contrast, Josh Allen only threw the ball 28 times for 366 yards. Mason Rudolph, 50 attempts for 242. I don't think that's really good. QB rating of 70. That's not good. When you have Najee Harris... Carrying the ball 26 times for 105 yards? You should get in the end zone. They just couldn't do it. They were bad. That was a bad loss. And it's going to come back to bite them. The Colts took care of the Jaguars 23-17. Nothing major there. But another team that the... Steelers will have to contend with. Now, granted, the Colts are only 5-5, five and five, but they're a decent team. They have as many wins as the Steelers. And I'm telling you, that tie is going to hurt them. That tie is going to hurt them. The, the last game to talk about in the AFC, outside of the fact that I'm going to maybe a little over hype if you will if I'm going to say that the Chiefs are you know yeah they played well they just ended up destroying the Raiders 41 to 14 Patrick Mahomes he attempted 50 passes connected on 35 406 yards and five touchdowns but they're only six and four Raiders are five and four That game was a little bit closer in the third quarter than what the final score indicated. And then, man, they just turned it on. If this is 
what we can expect for the rest of the season for the Chiefs, watch out. They'll probably win the AFC West. They got a tough matchup against the Cowboys next week, but then it's the Broncos. They'll beat the Broncos. The Raiders, they're done. They're just, they're just bad luck. Bad luck for the Raiders. Green Bay Packers versus the Seattle Seahawks. I thought that game would be a little bit better. Now, granted, it was played in a frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers was returning. Russell Wilson was returning. Aaron Rodgers was returning from his 10-day COVID-19 quarantine. 10-day COVID-19 quarantine, like a tongue twister. I got it right the first time, but I just felt like I was saying it wrong. And Russell Wilson recovering, coming back from a finger injury. The game was rather pedestrian as far as the score is. I thought Russell Wilson coming back, yeah, he wasn't as sharp as, but, you know, his first game back in about, what, four or five weeks? I mean, it's not easy. And it's certainly not easy playing in Green Bay. The Seahawks are three and six. I'd say they're out of the playoffs. And the Packers are eight and two, four and oh at home. Riding high. Now all of this crying or misting up by Aaron Rodgers as he talks about after the game. I don't know about that one. Aaron Rodgers got it done. What can I say? What can I say is that I don't care if Aaron Rodgers was getting all emotional after the game. Nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. I think what he did was wrong, but as I said many times, there is no way the NFL or the Packers were really going to penalize Aaron Rodgers the way that they should have. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm happy. Quote, I'm happy. I'm just so tired. It's been a long, long 10 days. I felt great on the field, but it's been a couple of weeks since I've been out there playing. So it's fun to be back out there and excited for our guys. I really am. Really wasn't a frozen tundra of Lambeau Field necessarily, but there was snow on the field to start the game. But when we think of sports and what's going on, we give, I think we give too much of a pass to athletes who do things that are just wrong. What Aaron Rodgers did was wrong, but let's move on. We'll move on. Because I went into this show saying I was going to be positive. I don't necessarily like doing a show where I'm just all negative, 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 negative. I am saving the best for last. Saving the best for last. Cowboys beat the Falcons 43-3. Anybody who was unsure about what the Cowboys were going to be bringing to the table, if they were legitimate, well, I know it's the Falcons. They are 4-5 and five on the season. They actually been playing better of late. But the Cowboys, 7-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one at home. Titans find a way to win again. I forgot. 
And well, that's, uh, you know, with NFC, AFC games here playing the Saints. But the Titans win 23-21. They're 8-2 on the season, even without Derrick Henry. They're getting it done. They're getting it done. The Vikings beat the Chargers. It's one of the uh, few games that I did get right. One of the few games that I did get right. I also got the Eagles beating the Broncos. Neither team is good. Eagles on the road. I don't know, just something about that game. I just, looking at the matchup, I said this type of game, I think the Eagles could win. They're actually 4-2 and two on the road. So they're a good road team, and that's what I counted on. The last two games I'm going to speak about is the Panthers. Cam Newton saying, I'm back. Now, granted, granted, the Cardinals did not have Kyler Murray. They're a little banged up. They're still 8-2 and two on the season. They've lost two of three. The Panthers only 500 at 5-5, five and five, but this is the kind of game bringing back, as I mentioned, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey's back. This team could make a good playoff run. This team could make a good playoff run. Watch out. Watch out for the Carolina Panthers. If you look at the National Football Conference, the NFC, Cowboys are in, Packers are in. The Buccaneers, I want to say they should be in, but they've lost two in a row. They've got some injuries, and I'll get to them shortly. But Carolina Panthers could make a run. The Saints are 5-4. and four. They've also lost two in a row. In FC West, you've got the Cardinals and Rams that will most likely be in the playoffs. But you look at this Carolina Panthers schedule. They play Washington at home. That'll be a great game. Cam Newton back with the Panthers going up against his former coach, Ron Rivera. They're at the Dolphins. They've got the Falcons at home. Then they're at the Bills. They've got two games left against the Buccaneers and one at the Saints. And obviously, if they're two games against the Buccaneers, one's at home, one's on the road. But they could make some noise. Watch out. Now, it may be a little hype. It may be just the first game. You know, Cam Newton gets everybody all excited. I'm back. You're right. It's a little crazy to think that they can make a run, but they can. Christian McCaffrey's back as well. They've got a solid quarterback and a Pro Bowl running back. Don't take it for granted. Last game I'm going to talk about that I'm not going to take for granted is the Washington football team beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'm not going to get all excited like some other people about, oh, Washington. I mean, Washington's not back. They're three and six. The Buccaneers are playing bad. 
But I'm going to enjoy this win. I'm going to enjoy it. So we mentioned the Buccaneers have lost two games in a row. They just, the Buccaneers just didn't have it. They just didn't look very good. And I don't know what to make of them. I really don't. You know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, actually last season, I feel like they went through a slump and Bruce Arians was calling out his players and all of a sudden they, they win the Super Bowl. But going up against the league's worst pass defense in the Washington football team, the Bucs should have been better. They also may have lost defensive tackle Vita Vea. He was carted off the field with an injury. And the Bucs just, they just could not get any pressure on the Washington football team. Penalties hurt them as well. And on the flip side, Washington played, I'd say it was their best game of the season. Best game of the season. They kept Tampa Bay at bay. Second game, the Washington football team held uh, and their opponent to under 300 yards. Intercepted Brady twice. But the key, Taylor Heineke, uh, let me not forget, is you know, really came on the scene last year in the playoffs against the Bucks. They didn't win. It was exciting to see them. But they lost Chase Young, possibly for the season. And so to win a game of this magnitude, but lose your best defensive player can't be good. It's bittersweet. They're without Montez Sweat as well. And I think this was just one of those games. It's funny, in Washington, everybody's calling it the revenge game against the Bucs, and they got revenge. They did it. They somehow did it. Now, going back to my bets, I just never expected to have such a bad weekend. My worst weekend ever. I hope I never experience this again. Be devastating if I lose a game like this or a parlay like this, rather. I lost the Buccaneers. Come on, you thought they were going to win. I lost the Jets at Bills, but at 12 and a half, I thought the game would be a little closer after seeing how poorly the Bills played at Jacksonville. I lost the Falcons at the Cowboys at plus eight. Steelers at minus seven and a half, lost that one. Lost the Colts minus 10. I thought they would blow them out. I lost the Titans, but that was a tough one at minus two and a half. There were a lot, clo- there were a lot more closer games this weekend, as I mentioned on Thursday. So I lost the Titans at minus two and a half. I lost the Browns at plus two. I lost the Cardinals at minus 10 and a half. I did not think that, I thought Kyler Murray, excuse me, I thought Cam Newton would help the Panthers, but not as much as he did. I got the Vikings right. I got the Eagles right. 
I lost the Seahawks at plus three, and I won the Chiefs at minus two and a half. And that takes me to tonight's game. The 49ers are hosting the Los Angeles Rams, and I took the 49ers at plus three and a half. I'm a little worried about that pick, y'all. I don't know. It's been such a topsy-turvy week that I feel like I took a gamble. And as I went over my picks, I thought a lot of these games, you did not expect them to go that the way that they did. At least in how I lost some games. But the Rams are favored to win the game. They are the better team, if nothing else, by record. Looks like Von Miller may not be playing for a minute. The Rams score more points per game. And they allow less points per game. That's a big deal. But also, looking at the last five games, these teams are kind of heading the wrong direction. It's the last chance for the 49ers to make a difference. The Rams have won four or five. 49ers have won one of five. And three of those losses were at home. They haven't won at home since the beginning of October. That's not good. That's not good. But I got to stick with my pick. And let's see how they do tonight. Let's see how they do tonight. All right, switching to basketball. What are you thinking about the NBA? Are the Wizards really the best team? They sit atop. The Eastern Conference at 9-3. and three. It is a totally retooled team. The Golden State Warriors, are they coming back down to earth? They lost to the Charlotte Hornets, the Kelly Oubre revenge game, sort of. He's actually got ejected in that game, letting his emotions get to him. Understandable. I could see why. We got the Phoenix Suns. They actually are starting to play better. Remember, they were in the NBA Finals. They are 9-3 on the season. They've won eight in a row. The longest winning streak in the NBA right now. What is happening in the Western Conference that may not necessarily be happening in the East is that the cream is slowly rising to the top. Top six teams are the teams I expect to be in the top six. Golden State Warriors, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz, and LA Clippers. The team that has a little suspect going is Dallas Mavericks, but they're 7-3 in their last 10. Maybe they can survive with Chris Stapps, KP, Chris Stapps Porzingis. JaVale McGee, my guy, has been playing well for DeAndre Ayton. He had 19 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. 
in 25 minutes. Not bad. Been looking at JaVale McGee for my fantasy team. I'm like, okay, he's playing well. I think the top team that you don't want to say is fool's gold is that Washington Wizards team. They're just percentage points ahead of the Nets at 10 and 4. Bradley Beal's not necessarily shooting well. But you also find out as you, you know, sometimes learn about players that they are human too. And that he, you know, revealed that his grandmother passed away. And, you know, maybe dealing with a few things. Hopefully he will get better. Mentally. Um, Because the Wizards are deep. They're a deep team. They can blow teams out or they can win close games. And when you got Bradley Beal on your team, you know he can make big shots. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, you got James Harden and Kevin Durant, you're good. If you end up somehow getting Kyrie Irving back or making that trade work, you're looking even better. And I think if you're looking at the cream rising to the top in the Eastern Conference, now nah, it's a different color cream. Because the Washington Wizards, I think they're here to stay. The Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are here to stay. The young upstarts and the Cleveland Cavaliers, are they legit? That's the first time I look at the Eastern Conference. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the balls just bounce their way a little bit. You don't have Colin Sexton. Long term, they may fall backwards. But as Darius Garland pointed out in their last win, we're here and we're not a slouch anymore. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The Heat and the 76ers, they're moving up. The injuries that the Bucks are dealing with, they're three and seven in their last 10. That definitely would concern anyone. Chris Middleton hopes to be back with the team possibly on Wednesday. But this isn't the way you want to get a title defense started, right? It reminds me of like in football, the Washington football team used to always come back after a Super Bowl and then they would have one of their worst seasons. I'd always be like, what's going on? I'd always wonder what's going on. Indiana Pacers, I don't know. I don't know if I really expected them to be a good team. But the most disappointing team in all of basketball, in my mind, is the Atlanta Hawks sitting at 5-9, and 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Something's not right. Something's not right. I mean, yeah, you can enjoy Trey Young scoring 40-plus points in multiple games and hitting three-pointers from deep, but something's just not right with that team. Something's just not right. And I'm sure they would say that too, sitting at 5-9, and 1-8 and eight away from home. They're decent at home, 4-1. and one. 
But on the road, they just can't get it done. They have a minus 2.6 point differential. I mean, I don't know, if, don't know if you need to hit the panic button, but that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Now, looking at the futures in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets are still favored at plus 240 to win it all. The Lakers are right behind them at minus 550. And that just seems bizarre to me. Really? I mean, the Lakers are 8-6. and six. They've won 6-4 and four in their last 10. I mean, I guess the fact that they don't have LeBron back, you get LeBron back. Maybe the, the super vets can get it done, as Josh Howard used to always call himself. A new term I heard when he was like, yeah, I'm over 10 years. I'm a super vet in the NBA. Well, the Lakers are filled with super vets. The Golden State Warriors are at plus 800. The Bucks at plus 900. Then you got the Jazz, Heat, Suns, Clippers. Sixers and Nuggets rounding out the top 10. Head-to-head, I think Brooklyn would beat the Lakers, but that'd be a fun game to watch, fun series to watch. But then when you go to conference winners, the Nets are still favorite. Bucks in second, then Heat and Sixers. Hawks should be dropping way more. They're still at plus 2,000. No, I don't think so. The fact that you can get the Washington Wizards at plus 8,080 to 1. I mean, come on. You might want to put your money down there. Put some money down on that one. The Lakers are favored to win the West still at plus 280. Warriors at plus 425. If I had a sleeper pick, I would say look out for those Clippers at plus 850. That's not a bad one. And then division winner. You can still get the Bulls at plus 300. I know it's a long way to go in the season, but the Bulls look legit. The Bucks going to have to play catch-up in a big way. 76ers are behind the Brooklyn Nets, the Atlantic Division. In the Southeast Division, again, you still get the Wizards at plus 1,000. The Heat are favored at minus 390. And the Hawks are at plus 450. They got the Suns to win the Pacific, but that's still in the plus at plus 140. Golden State Warriors are at plus 150. Lakers at plus 350. So I find that interesting. You got the Lakers in second place to win the championship. But right now, the Lakers sit in third place with the third best odds to win the Pacific Division at plus 350. And a sleeper, you can get the Clippers at 14 to 1. Spend the dollar to win 14. In the Southwest, the Mavericks are favored at minus 500. John Moran on my Grizzly. They're at plus 320. And lastly, the Utah Jazz are favored at minus 450 to win the Northwest Division, with the Nuggets behind them at plus 350. I don't... A sleeper could be the Portland Trailblazers. They could turn it around. You could get them at 18 to 1. So it's some good odds, some good odds.
There are also some good odds on my Chelsea Blues in the English Premier League. They're looking good. Plus 23 goal differential. Three points up on Man City. They got a game coming up November 20th against Leicester City. See if they can hold on to this lead here. I'm not going to pretend that I watch every team and pay attention to Premier League like I do with basketball or football. But I just want to give a shout out to my Chelsea Blues. You know, if you look at the juggernauts behind them, West Ham United also has 23 points with Manchester City, Liverpool with 22, Arsenal with 20, Manchester United with 17. And when you look at the team futures, Man City is the favorite to come back and take that top spot at minus 125. Chelsea's behind them at plus 225. What you could do is take a flyer on a team like West Ham. Can they hold on? You want to take a flyer on them to be the winner, you can get them at plus 5,000. 50 to 1. That's not bad. I'm not going to go against my team like that. Manchester United's probably not going to get there. They're at plus 10,000. I mean, you think when you got. Cristiano Ronaldo on the team. Maybe you could make a run. Maybe. I doubt it. And then mixed in there, you got Liverpool at plus 400. Arsenal at plus 6,500. It's another good. You know, at least you could say Arsenal is there. They have 20 points. Six points behind Chelsea. So a little too far away in my mind. But you never know. You never know. Good luck to the Blues. And good luck to you tonight as you make a pick on tonight's game. As I mentioned, I've got the San Francisco 49ers. I took them at plus three and a half. They are hosting the Los Angeles Rams. They're not facing win in Levi Stadium. Hope they look good at home. I hope they can somehow do it at home and get a win. That's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be really tough. I'm going to be sweating that game for sure. I know I will. They're 0-4 at home, the 49ers. 0-3 in the division. All four teams in NFC East have a losing streak. They've all lost one, but San Francisco could be at lost two tonight. 
Or the Rams could be it on a losing streak of two games. We'll wait and see. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll be back on Thursday. Ciao for now.